Hello and happy birthday. Welcome to Human Seeking Human. This is episode 49. My name is Zandy. And it's our birthday episode. Ow, ow. Ow. We both have birthdays. We do. Shout out to my Libras. We famously both have birthdays. It's great. Yeah, you can check famous people's birthdays and you'll see mine is right up in there. Yeah, that is the 27th for you. Mm-hmm. And the 30th for me. Mm-hmm. And you're Love a Libra, a good... right? I am a Libra, yeah. Okay. I don't know why I felt like I said that you were a Libra and you were like, no, I'm not. And that was no, I just thought it was funny that you said that we both have birthdays because most people do. No, but we really have birthdays. We sure do know how to have them. We have them every single year. And like yeah. we always know when they are. Yeah, beat that, everybody. Beat that. I bet you can't beat that. Even some of our friends and family know when they are. Some. Some. <laughs> oh, this is Human Seeking Human, the birthday episode where we uh, just have our birthdays this week. That's about, that's as birthday as it gets. Uh, yes, and happy Libra season. Um, we read things from old newspapers to look at the ways that people connected with one another and with the world back in the day meow my least favorite neighbor has a ferrari and he finds it appropriate to rev his engine whilst he pulls in and out of our garage and also drives down our street stop talking about me in third person me and my ferrari i'm right here (laughs) Okay, let's just do a dream date. Yeah, let's get let's get into this dream date situation. This is where we uh, read a, a date person personal ad thing for the other person, and they have to go on a hypothetical date in our brains and in the your date ears. Been dreaming about. Yep, exactly. Would you like me to give you yours first, or other mm-hmm. way around? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here is one. This is from the Metro Times. Tickle this Elmo. (laughs) In college, I got caught cheating on my metaphysics exam. They realized I was looking into the soul of the girl sitting next to me. Divorced white woman, 35, athletic, intellectual, passionate. That's it. You're Um, not into the tickling? None of it makes sense. None of it is like togethery mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it keeps you sharp though it's bouncing around it's keeping you sharp keeping your brain on all different things you know it's it keeps you youthful and That's like meta metaphysical metaphysics and no you're know. just you're not feeling this you're not feeling this you don't want to tickle that elmo oh god Ugh. okay stop <laughs> saying that thanks is it that bad oh no I gotta yeah. take that out of all of my profiles that I don't have. Ew, okay, all done. I have one for you now. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I will be using that line later. Okay. <laughs> Afraid to let the kinks out? Let's take a walk on the wild side together. Athletic, caring, imaginative, and discreet. Call me. Excuse me? nothing wrong with that but what's wrong with tickle this elmo 
You're letting uh, the kink. Well, if we're letting the kinks out, might as well talk about tickling and Elmo. Okay. T- um, hmm. It's like the worst intersection for me because I feel like the two things that like really traumatized me as a child were like I hated being tickled, and I- Elmo makes me nervous. Oh, Elmo makes you nervous. That's yeah. not the emotion I would expect. What What was so unsettling about Elmo for you? This is turning to therapy, by the way, if you can't tell. <laughs> Let's um, dive deep. Oh, God. It's just, I don't know. Like, have you ever been in, like, a corner store or something where you're just, like, in your pajamas and, like, you're just chilling and there's, like, somebody there in, like, a full suit and they just make you, like, a little nervous? Or, like, you're in a grumpy mood and you're just, like, going about your day doing something that you hate and, and like, somebody comes in and they're like, I love my life and I love my job and I love to do charity and give people things and just take the time to be patient and you're, like, it makes you, like, nervous mm. or, like, you just feel uncomfortable. So, like, like nobody Elmo... is that kind and... Got it. <sighs> You know, he just always knows what to say. He always knows what to do when it's just too much for me. So it's almost like his lines are like written for him or something like ahead of time. Well, I didn't like know scripted. that as a kid. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, how did you feel about Mr. Noodle? Did you ever watch Elmo's World? I love Mr. Noodle. Okay. See, yeah, that's cool. weird. Mr. Noodle Why? to me would be the one that I mean, I would say. If anyone is unsettling from Elmo's world, it's Mr. Noodle. Mr. Noodle's chill. He just chills. He's just like along for the ride. He does his own thing. He he doesn't talk, you know. I'm not saying pretty he sure makes he has like a this. fish. Does he have a fish? Uh, Elmo has the fish. Okay, then well, where's Mr. Noodle have a cell very phone? Small bowl. Mr. Noodle, I a worm? I, I think he just has like I don't Mental know, probably illness? just insecurities like the rest of us. Oh, okay. <laughs> Should we and on? also mental illness like the rest of us i mean <laughs> hello <laughs> maybe that's where i got it was from watching mr noodle too much try better help <laughs> just like mr noodle <laughs> mr noodle founded better help after dealing with elmo so much was like man these kids are gonna need some help um, like hey i have a, i have an idea for someone else you could sponsor i'm gonna talk to the reps have you ever reached out to Mr. Noodle? <laughs> I DM Mr. Noodle on like a bi-weekly basis. I spent like a good amount of time trying to reach out to the Six Flags guy mm-hmm. when we first started doing the podcast. And um, I found out a lot of information about him, like too much information about him, but he never contacted me. So, Oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. I, by the time... I was finished. Like by the time I gave up, I knew way too much personal information about him to feel comfortable talking about him. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like I don't want to accidentally drop the like I talked to your aunt. Excuse me. <laughs> it's fine. Let's just go. Um, okay. Let's just. We'll talk about this off the air if that's. This is alarming, but we'll have an intervention about your time with uh, the Six Flags guys' aunt. All later. right. And action. It is time <laughs> for me to read a textual encounter. 
So we're going to read a, a misconnection here. This is from uh, Rhode Island on Craigslist. It's titled Sports Clips. We meet at Sports Clips Sunday afternoon. Your son was getting his hair cut. We had a nice chat about college. I'd love to talk with you again. If you read this, tell me what college your kid goes to, and let's chat. So, this is a tragedy in two parts. That was part one. Oh no, okay. <laughs> Here's part two. Uh, this was, I believe, oh, 15 days later, we get a response. <gasps> and it says, regarding sp- sport sports clips. Were you the one who gave me your quick meet name? If so, not interested. Aww. <laughs> What's quick meet? I, I looked that up. Quick meet is apparently a uh, like a dating site. That's extra sad because it's not like I'm not interested in dating right now. It's like I'm mm-hmm. not interested in you. If it's mm-hmm. you, if not, yeah. let me know because if it's not you, I'm probably down. Yes. <laughs> that's kind of sad that's a good point but what i will say is i'm glad that they like um i'm glad that they responded because i don't know it kind of feels nice that they were they saw that and thought you know what i'm going to respond to this and say hey i'm not not interested move on and then they get that like closure i guess Better than not that, not that the opposite would have been bad. I think if you don't, if you see that and don't respond, that's totally fine and valid. But hey, they at least gave them some closure, which they didn't necessarily deserve, but they got it. Well, but it's like if I give you my number, mm-hmm. which you did, you, you did famously give me your number. Oh, Zandy, you did. Don't share our secrets. Don't share our secrets. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yes, I did descend. So that you could send me soda can boxes with swastikas on them. True. Is a callback to our last episode. So don't (laughs) get your panties in a bunch unless you've listened to it. Thanks. If I give you my number or if I'm like, here's how you can add me on a dating app. Uh And then you don't. I don't feel that that I should then continue to pursue Shouldn't that be rejection? Yeah, that's enough? fair. That's fair. Um, I think if it it is, but maybe the person didn't have a quick meet, so they thought, let me post on Craigslist too to just say, hey, just so you know, I am actually interested on, in, and here's another opportunity for you to tell me whether or not you're interested. Okay. Um, but and it, it seemed open. It didn't. I don't know. They didn't seem like they were necessarily expecting a response. If they sure. were if they were going back to sports clips, you know, a month or two down the line, like every day, to, thinking, "Huh, that kid's got to get another haircut eventually," then that would be definitely not okay. But it's Craigslist. But it is Fair kind of surprising enough. that the person actually saw it and responded. It is. It is. It is. Um, well, uh, I have a way back when for you. Lay it on me. All right. I have a couple. Um, I'm going to start with this one about a turtle. 
It's from the New York Times. I love turtles. Okay. New York Times, August 22nd, 1925. Mm. The headline is Pancake Loving Turtle, a family heirloom kidnapped from home he's visited for years. This sounds like a Nancy Drew novel. The Case of the Pancake Loving Turtle. Right. It does. It does. This takes place in Brookhaven, Long Island. August 21st is when the event occurred, 1925. Mrs. Edward Rayner's pet turtle, which came to her back door every day in spring and summer for four years to get pancakes made by a recipe known to her family for 200 years, has been kidnapped and advertised as lost in the current issue of the Brookhaven Advance. Mrs. Rayner, like many other persons of Brookhaven, has made a pet of turtles, especially those which had the initials of her ancestors carved on the shells. And when this particular turtle, which had a large B on his back, came to her house four years ago, she knew he had been the pet of the Bartow family, her ancestors, who settled here two centuries ago, and she took pains to make him welcome. So just a pause in the middle That's of so this. so sad. That, yeah, okay. People in Brookhaven, Long Island, mm-hmm. had the same pet turtles that they thought their ancestors had like a hundred years ago. Turtles live a long fucking time. But maybe it's tortoises that actually live. Like, I don't know if a turtle that you'd find in Brookhaven, Long Island would actually live that long. I think it's a tortoise. You do think it's a tortoise. Because turtles live in water. There are lakes around there. And well, Long Island is, is island. famously an island. That's is it it's long? A, I I've I've been there, and I will say it was long. All right. Okay. Did you see the turtle? I was in wildlife a little bit. I did not see the turtle, nor did mm-hmm. I see a turtle. But I could okay. sense them. You know how you were like in an area with turtles, and you can just feel it. Yeah, I felt it. I felt turtle it real vibes. Good. Turtle, turtle vibes. vibes only here. Major turtle vibes. I Okay, what I like is that this turtle had a bee carved on its back, and she was like, yes, a pet of the Bartow family. The only family with the last name beginning <laughs> with B on Long Island. <laughs> okay. okay. Good point. Yep. Yep. Let's just continue. Okay. Also, who the fuck is carving into turtles' backs? Don't do that, please. Well, it's their shell. It's probably still not good. I mean, they can carve into their own ones if they want. You know? Like, that's their home. They can do what they want, but... Just use Sharpie. (laughs) How about just not not, not doing anything these poor turtles? (laughs) These poor turtles. Okay. Well, how are Um, you supposed to let your ancestors know that this was your turtle? Fair point. Fair point. Okay, I take it all back. 
laser etch engrave all your turtles if you want go crazy everybody that's not very vegan of you okay (laughs) (laughs) okay the turtle a large fellow immediately showed a fondness for the bar bar towel pancakes at first he ate only what the raynor cat left but then after mrs raynor saw how much he liked them she made up special batches of batter for him alone and set them out in a plate at the back door Every morning, he would waddle to the house to get them, except during strawberry blossom time, when Mrs. Raynor knew he was getting sustenance in strawberry beds. This would continue until early fall, when, with the first cold snap, the turtle would disappear somewhere into the earth to hibernate for winter. But a week or so after the turtles had got his pancakes and waddled off again to do whatever turtles do when not eating pancakes... Mrs. Rayner saw an automobile stop. A man reached down to the earth, lift something into his car, and drive away. The next day, and the next, and the day afterwards, the turtle did not come to the Raynor back door for his pancakes. Then, Mrs. Raynor inserted the following advertisement in the Brookhaven advance. Lost. If this notice comes to the man who took the turtle... Will he please return him to Mrs. Edward Rayner, who fears he will miss his pancakes and also will never be able to find his way back to his winter location? I only want to know that the turtle is well off, said Mrs. Rayner. If the man doesn't want to return him, I'll be glad to send him a recipe for the pancakes. I'm afraid the turtle will miss him and be miss them and be unhappy. I am so sad. Oh my gosh. Okay, I before you started reading, I thought, okay, how would you know that this turtle was actually kidnapped? But actually w- witnessed it happening. Shit. I That's know. so sad. And it's sweet that she's like, I just want the turtle to be happy. I'll mm-hmm. send you my recipe mm-hmm. for the pancakes. Mm-hmm. But turtles yeah. aren't like into starch, so I don't really get... Yeah, the turtle probably was like, get me the fuck out of here, mister. This lady won't stop feeding me pancakes. Maybe they had like a lot of fruit in them. Maybe. I don't know. I love how it's like, oh yeah, strawberry season. He's actually getting good food. That's probably good for him. I don't hater, know. Hater alert. I'm a hater. Sorry, he likes his pancakes. He doesn't have to eat them. He comes all the way over there just to have them. My grandma does this in Germany, but with a hedgehog. What? She has like a, 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 a large hedgehog comes to her house every single day. And it's large because she keeps feeding it like not good things probably <laughs> that are like not good for it but she keeps doing it um yeah and so now there's this like giant hedgehog that lives on her property so it's basically her pet what does she feed it any leftovers that she has so just human food yeah so i, I think it changes every uh um it changes every day but apparently enough where the hedgehog keeps coming back for more we have so many hedgehogs on our property where I'm from, and um, sorry, there's a little bit of a jam in my mini mouse situation. Um, we have so many hedgehogs okay, on. Okay, without context, people are going to be like, "What the hell does that mean?" When she says that she has a jam in her mini mouse situation. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I'm glad. Like, I know I have context, but I'm glad I'm thinking as if I don't, because otherwise we'd probably get a lot of concerned emails. 
I refuse to elaborate. Just know <laughs> it is not what you think it is. <laughs> I think you were talking about hedgehogs in your town or something. Oh, we have um not hedgehogs. We have uh turtles? No, groundhogs. Groundhogs. Groundhogs in our backyard and we don't feed them, but they stay there and they chew up our drains like oh, our no. outdoor rain storm drains mm-hmm. that's not good that's not nice why are they doing and they, that because they have babies in oh, there rude they have babies in the drain yeah one time we like waited for the big groundhog to like go out and leave uh-huh. and then we went to look in and see does it have like a nest why is it always in there in the first place and there was a bunch of little babies in there cute but yeah so now we can now we just let them do their thing and when the storm comes we reroute the water so it doesn't flood all of us <laughs> good thing i'm glad you're taking care i i had like teachers and or a teacher in high school who was like yeah i like i hose I, I put a hose in the ground for the moles and like connect the other end to like his exhaust he just fucking like gases all the moles in his backyard that is horrible oh i agree no i'm not i'm not a fan i'm not a fan of that um anyway Andy told me off the air that he is a fan of that (laughs) (laughs) look i do i okay you know what i do some pretty special editing but i didn't edit myself not out edited i didn't edit out myself saying that because he's lying he's stuttering because he's lying (laughs) he's a liar (laughs) Why would I ever be a fan of that? Please. He told me, he said, honestly, Liz, after this recording, I'm going to go gas some moles. I already gassed all the moles in my yard. So I'm just going around the neighborhood asking if anybody wants me to gas their moles. And if they say no, I gas them anyways. (laughs) This is terrible. I hate this. I hate everything. And this is very relevant to my, uh, my, bonus content that i'm going to put at the end of this episode after our honest ad i'm not i'm gonna not allow it i'm gonna cut all that out okay um so yeah back to normal stuff that isn't about me gassing molds because i don't do that uh thank you for your way back when uh ever uh that was wonderful thank you for the turtle content i love some good turtle content my next thing, this comes out of the Merriman Maverick, which is uh, from Merriman County or something in uh, Nebraska. This is from 1908. Nebraska? Nebraska. We're all the way in Nebraska. Ever heard of I it? I love Nebraska. Sometimes when I'm trying to fall asleep and I'm bored, I name every state in my head twice. In my life, I've gotten 49 out of 50, and both times, I forgot Nebraska. For some reason. It's like, I I have this thing, and I try to name every single state. I can go through all of them, and I count 49, I think, what the heck could I possibly be missing? And it's always Nebraska. Have you ever been to Delaware? Yes, I have. I love Delaware. I saw five lighthouses in Delaware, actually. Holy cow. Delaware and yeah. Nebraska are super underrated states. Very, I feel like very different states. That's surprising that those are two that you have in like can uh, ca- that you connect. 
or at least are connecting right now. I'm uh, I don't really understand it, but I'm gonna let it happen. I, I'll I'll check out Nebraska one day. I'm sure. Don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to. <laughs> I won't. Um, you will like this content though. This is Nebraska propaganda from 1908. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Some men tire of their state. More than one good Nebraska farmer has made his money, then lost his sense. He's grown weary of shucking corn, cutting grain, hauling his hogs to town and his money to the bank, so he sells out. He packs his little carpet bag, kisses his wife, and away he goes. First, he goes to Oklahoma, but he can't make up his mind to settle there. And he goes on to Texas. But before he buys Texas land, he wants to look over Mexican properties. He likes that country pretty well, but just at that time, he gets a letter from a California friend saying, Come out and buy an orange grove! Even yet, he is undecided, so he goes up into the Oregon apple country. On the day he decides to buy Oregon land, a pamphlet comes from the Washington Timber Belt. So he postpones his purchase to ramble up there. Then, there's a gold strike in Alaska, and some fool notion draws him there. Two weeks later, he writes this to his wife. Dear wife, I'm running a streetcar in Seattle. We'll send for you as soon as I can save enough money. Yours, etc., hubby. Moral? Stick by old Nebraska. She's worth all your faith. Okay. Words to live by. Words to live by. I mean... I'm all for traveling, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I think that there's something to be said about all these people online, on YouTube and Instagram, who say like, I quit my seven-figure job to become an Instagram travel influencer, mm-hmm. and now I'm richer than I ever was, um, because like... No. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that works for, you know, people with uh, lots of padding and support. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, don't sell your successful farm and go to Oregon thinking <laughs> that, you know, the grass is always greener. The grass is always greener. That is That is true. But... Um, as someone who has quit multiple jobs for something that wasn't certain, it's worked out for me. Look at yeah, me. actually, I've done that too a lot of times. <laughs> Just don't quit your. I mean, you we both up and moved to Los year. Angeles without jobs, right? You did that too, right? Yeah. Yeah, look at us. No, but I'm just saying, don't oh. quit your job to become an influencer because somebody on Instagram told you to do it. Fair. Okay. Do it because you're in the middle of a mental health crisis and you are thinking that maybe if you move to a new state, you'll you'll be cured. Especially, especially if that state is Nebraska, apparently, because it seems like Nebraska is a place to be. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Don't go to Oklahoma. Yeah, I was gonna say. Were you about to say Oklahoma? Please put your faith in Nebraska, folks, with your corn husking and your. Your and her wife. Other your things, wife your is grain. there. Yeah, come on, hubby, stay with your wife. It sounds like hubby's maybe just trying to avoid the wife. 
Oh, true, true, true. Like, oh man, I just I have to check out this. Other, I have to go to California. Oof, I'll be back soon, wife. And then he finally can't afford to keep moving around, and he's like, "Well, I'll send you a car like when I can afford to." Yeah. Meanwhile, he's yeah. like, "Where? Where did he end up in New York? Seattle." Seattle, yeah, he's Seattle like, running a streetcar, which apparently, like the way it's worded, it sounds as if running a then, streetcar in Seattle is a terrible thing to do, or back then was looked down upon quite a bit, in at least in Nebraska, because that's like, ha, look, look how he ended up. He's running a streetcar in Seattle. What a loser! Well, they forgot to even finish the story because after, while he was running the streetcar, he got really into music. And then he became the front man of a little band we like to call Nirvana. And that's the story of Kurt Cobain. That's so true. That's so true. Courtney Love was back in Nebraska. Kurt was was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Seattle, start a, have a streetcar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where he met Dave Grohl and company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They were originally like a doo-wop group called the Streetcar Boys mm-hmm. before um, switching their image up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another benefit of staying in the same state is you're going to get your ancestral pancake turtles. Mm, you don't get those if you move fair. to another state unless they're kidnapped and brought there. And yeah. you don't want to be a pancake turtle kidnapper. No, you're no, You're not no. the good guy in that story. No, you're the bad guy if you're kidnapping pancake turtles. And where are they going to go to hibernate? Hello? Yeah. What What do you think this is? Uh, turtle Sheboygan? country? Sheboygan? Sheboygan? My God. Fucking idiots. All of them. I have no idea where we were. Um... <laughs> Honest ad. Do you have Honest one? Honest ad time. I have one. I have one. I have one. Nice. I also like this is very relevant, like similar to some other ones that we've had. Um, And yeah, I I just like this. Anyway, okay, I'll go ahead and read it. Ace Seeking Community. I recently fully accepted that I'm asexual and biromantic. Basically, I don't really feel sexual attraction, but can be romantically attracted to anyone. The problem I'm facing now is that I don't feel queer enough for the LGBTQ plus community but I'm sure as hell not straight either. I'm very thankful to have not lost any friends or family members because of my coming out, but I also want to feel part of the community I identify with and relate to. And she gave she her pronouns. Well, I actually have uh, an interesting thought about this. We have more than one people who've emailed us about being ace and looking to sort of find people within the ace community and i think that maybe it would be uh cool if you all could connect so if anybody is interested in you know sending in their information i can create like a private google doc uh if you send your information to what is it hsh connections at gmail.com and that might just be a good way you can start a group chat you can you know take it wherever you want to i think that zandy and i don't necessarily have a ton of great insight on this um i mean i definitely know how it feels to 
want to connect with their community and not feel connected to it. But yeah, I do. I do think, you know, we don't necessarily understand exactly what it's like uh, because there aren't a lot of spaces and there isn't a lot of representation when it comes to ace asexuality. So if our listeners would like to connect, send an email to hshconnections at gmail.com and we will try to set something up. I like that idea a lot. Yeah. Um, because that's been a running theme with these um, these submitter sub, submit, submissions that mention asexuality, that it's hard to find a community um, of people who understand. Um, yeah. And I yeah, can't imagine what that's like to feel not understood by people closest to you. So um, I understand why it would be why it's important to find people who do understand and uh, have similar experiences. So, yeah, if we can help connect people that way i mean that would that would be pretty cool i think um so hopefully yeah hopefully some of y'all are interested in that um what should uh what should they write as a subject i would make the subject seeking community or a pun with the word ace in it (laughs) The, the ones that are the worst ones get deleted immediately the worst puns get promoted to the top. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry, I had it swapped. That's right. The best puns get deleted. Just give us your email address. Well, we'll have it, but like tell us that we can share your email address. And then what I'll do is I'll just probably start a chain email with y'all and you can just take me off of it and figure out how you want to best connect. Um, and if you didn't write in, but you are ace and looking for community, send an email in if you have a friend who might enjoy it have them send an email in uh i don't know if there's anything else we can do but i think this might be nice yeah hey if anyone's interested in that then hit us up that sounds great um now you said you have something else for us from uh a while ago that i'm planning on removing from this episode eventually so you mentioned that you like to gas animals I said no such thing. I, can take <clears throat> I said, Sorry, I, I oh my you. God, I told you. Okay, last night, late last night, 2 a.m., I texted you after not texting for like a week. I just said, I'm a gassy animal. You you misread the text. Oh, well. Not, not I'm a gas, an animal. I said, I'm a gassy animal. I must have misread. It was very late. But I do yeah. have a gassy animal story for you. Oh, okay. I'm nervous for this. <laughs> it's from 1899. That makes me equally nervous as I was 10 seconds ago. Also from the New York Times, September 14th, which I think is Libra season, but might be well, I think it's a week, week before. I think it's yeah. Virgo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a, a little story, a little ditty. Um titled parrot was a gas fiend at last killed his owner by tearing off burner while she slept (laughs) what what yep um i'm gonna text you a picture and i just need you to describe it for the listeners about what uh... i did not expect to be uh, to hear about a, a parrot gassing humans i i would have been 
less would you surprised prefer if it, if it was human. humans no. gassing uh, animals? Because it anything. seems like that's really what you're into. And you're acting. Never, you can is... deny, 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 Zandy, but I hear you. Okay, I sent you the parrot. I sent you the gas fiend. Oh my, that is, okay. That is a gas fiend if I've ever seen one. What the heck? That's a dapper penguin. Not a penguin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you'd, th- you'd think Keep a penguin in. would be dressed that way. You look, I think he's pretending to be a penguin. It's like a penguin That's cosplay. Trying a to penguin. get it. It's to wonderful. Focus. No, I, oh, I see it. Oh, I see it. I think I'm you excited for the picture to also come in. Higher definition. So well, tell us a little bit about what, what do you through. see? It looks like a parrot wearing a, a coat and the top hat. Yeah, he also has fake hands holding a cane. And I'm just going to zoom in. He and has show you. fake hands? Oh, <gasps> what it is? How? What? Isn't that these, awful? These these eighteen ninety nine parrots are advanced. What happened? Did the parent parrots have like a dumbing down in their evolution or something? I think people were just less kind to animals. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, I have the picture now. Thank goodness. Oh my! Is that? Oh no. Uh, at last killed his owner by tearing off burner while she slept. Okay, let's read at the story. La- I love how it says at last. Okay, yeah. I'm ready for the story. Finally, somebody Finally. killed the owner. <laughs> Washington, September 13th. Alice Knott, 23 years old. Of Again, here they are with the full address. 803 12th Street. Came to her death yesterday through the instrumentality of her pet parrot an evil dispositioned bird who was cordially detested by everyone except his mistress, but who seemed to have a strong affection for her. He would follow her from room to room and was never happy except in her presence. He was regarded as an ill omen and a devil. His unpopularity was increased by an uncanny habit of pulling the tips off the gas burners with his strong beak and inhaling the gas until it stupefied him. What? He was a gas fiend, a feathered victim of the gas habit. While his young mistress was sleeping yesterday, the parrot took off the lava tip in her room and started on a gas debauch. This time, there was no one near to avert the consequences of his deed. When Miss Knott's relatives, alarmed by her long silence, broke open the door, they found her dead. Her little murderer was found half-conscious by the door. When he found himself succumbing to the gas and was not rescued as usual by his mistress, he realized that something was wrong and had the wit or instinct enough to make for the door and shove his bill as far as he could underneath it. He recovered, and while the coroner was in the house, the malignant little bird was caught trying to turn on the gas again. Oh my god, no wonder they called him a gas fiend. My goodness, this thing is, uh, this is is just, he's living his worst life? I don't know, actually, I don't know. It can't be good for him. He's gassy. It's impressive. It's weirdly impressive. Like it's unfortunate that this is what his intellect has turned like turned into. Yeah, he uses like, it for you. Murder, but like impressive nonetheless. I actually feel really sad right now because oh. they're and they'd be dead by now anyway. This is eighteen ninety nine. They'd all be dead. So 
Whatever. No, but that's, I just got so attitude. sad because the parrot left his mom and followed her from room to room. And trying then to kill he her. Killed her by accident. No, it wasn't on purpose. He was just trying to get high. He was trying to fill <laughs> the clouds. He was like, maybe mom would like some. And now everybody hates him, and his mom isn't oh, there to protect no. him. It's like Poncho. Everybody yeah, I could see Poncho killing me. you by accident. I if could absolutely I, see Poncho killing you by accident. If anything happened to me, Poncho would Poncho. be like on the butcher's block in five seconds. There's probably 25 people who hate you him. You want to kill Poncho? No. I, I would had, save Poncho. I had somebody at, and you could keep this in, I don't care. I had somebody, the security guard at the Guitar Center in Hollywood... Poncho started barking, and the security guard said, "If that was my dog, I would kick the shit out of him. You should really." He said, "That dog is a thug. I don't know why you have a dog like that. Put him down." It <gasps> was like disgusting. Jesus, what the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah, and he was like, "He." The first thing he said, because we went back and forth. I was so mad. I was so mad. Well, yeah. Um, I told Joey what he said, and then five That's minutes fucked. later, the manager came out and was like, "Excuse me, your girlfriend is on the phone about an incident with your dog." And I was like, "I'm too embarrassed to deal with this." But literally, the security guard was like, "Yo, if that was my dog, I would kick the shit out of him. What's wrong with that dog?" And I was like, "What's wrong with that dog is that somebody probably kicked the shit out of him and traumatized yeah. him because that's not helpful in correcting yeah. that kind of behavior. Like, are you proud of yourself? Also, maybe this is a weird point to get or a weird thing to draw from this, but being a, a security guard in Los Angeles as if you've never seen like being all like what? Why is your dog like that? It's fucking I've met many dogs in LA, please. As if they're mm -hmm. all angels except for Poncho. No, they're all like, they live in Los Angeles. One of the most freaking intense dog owning people in the freaking country. Like, of course, these dogs are going to be tightly wound and go have gone through shit. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, Poncho's a, 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 an anomaly. Even vets and dog trainers are shocked and afraid of him. But. No, I've like boldly and proudly. If that was my dog, I would abuse that's him. Fucked up. No, I was yeah, like, that's so dude, that's so bad. So you bad. should be so like, if you did that, you should be so unbelievably ashamed of it. Like, why yeah. would you brag about that? No, it was just like no, a next absolutely level no. Thing. Yeah, there's no reason to say that. Especially, I don't know. No, okay. There's no there's no reason. This is fucked up. It's I've had up. other people th say they would kick my dog. Like, I get that. What? More, that I get that, like, probably once a week. Because he barks at people in a really aggressive way. And he sounds scary. And he <laughs> frightens people. And they, like, react with anger. Which I kind of understand. But what I found is that big masculine men feel yeah. very threatened and like they take they're like most likely to express their fear through threatening violence upon my dog especially if they're like around like uh, their girlfriend or mm -hmm. you know in public because i think it's yeah. like their way of being like i'm not scared i'm actually i would kick you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i have this go-to which keeps me from going insane which is whenever somebody seems like my dog upset their masculinity and like says something about him that's unkind, I'll just go, 
I'm sorry. He's really scary, isn't he? People get scared of him all the time. I'm so sorry he scared you. No, I see this all the time. He he just really spooks people. He's only 20 pounds. It's fine. He's just yeah. a pug. And then I walk I away it. and I'm like, I see the love steam it. coming out of their ears. Yeah, yeah, good. I And also him barking at these these men, like he's got a good eye for who to bark at. Well, I always barks at everyone, but everyone. Okay, but um, but still, in you in these in these in these cases, he was in the right to bark at these assholes. Yeah, these monsters. Yeah. 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 Well, the other thing is, I'm like, he bites. You want me to loosen up the leash? Like, why are you talking to me? Yeah, and also, hey, if a parrot can kill someone, I mean, I don't know. Poncho can. Maybe Poncho can too. Maybe Poncho. I'm can. not gonna lie. I wouldn't be surprised if if he's committed a few crimes before I got him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even while I'm like working, sometimes I hear stuff going on in the living room, and I'm like, you know, all of a sudden, like I'm getting all these long distance calls, and cash is showing up in my house. <laughs> like one time, you know, I walked in, and he was like seemed startled and like jumped up on the couch, and then later I looked under the couch, and there was like couple kilos of cocaine and like some guns well, yeah. and i yeah. was like did this come with the couch i'm not sure it's just <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> this all is just sounds so right i, I know i'm knowing poncho the way i know him yeah i'm not surprised <laughs> in the slightest okay well thank you all for listening to this episode um send zandy a birthday gift send liz a birthday gift her address is i don't even know her address um blah 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 los angeles california just send it just write liz from the podcast and then underneath Mm -hmm. write los angeles and then they'll know the male guys they all know me they'll go oh yeah i know liz in my case throw a stamp on a potato and it'll find its way to me eventually Mm -hmm. that's what i would Mm -hmm, say mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well we will talk to you later when we're a year older. And no wiser. Until, Until then. then.